Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. Yeah, I, cho- I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the nat day? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Harry J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Now would you stop worrying about the punk? Ah, fuck you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the punk show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Hello, 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 and welcome to the High Fives Podcast. It's December, which means it's the year-end podcast, which also means, if you followed us ever before, that it's the Mike Solo Podcast, because Nate's not into this thing. Anyway, that means no Nate, just me, my music, my annoying voice. So hopefully you stick around and you want to listen. If not, I won't be offended. As usual, I'm going to break down the list of albums that I was really into this year. It's by no means a definitive list. I'm not a music critic. I'm not going to pretend this is some grand best of 2020 list, but it is a list of 40 albums that I really liked this year. Unfortunately, as usual, it was really hard to narrow it down to even 40 for me because there was so much great music. I've decided to leave off any albums or musicians that don't really encompass the genres we talk about on the podcast. So that means no Taylor Swift, even though she wrote some great albums. Unfortunately, I also left off any EPs or singles, and 2020 seemed to have a crazy amount of great EPs and great singles. It's kind of a shame that I'm not posting any of them, and it really kind of hurt to cut a bunch of them, because I did listen to a lot of them. That being said, I am going to make a playlist on our website with just EPs that I love that I loved in 2020. So make sure you check that out, or don't. I'm not the boss of you, but what else you guys got going on? I'm assuming most of you are locked inside or not doing that much, so what better way to spend that time than listening to new music? Let's get to to my list. Here's 40 albums that came out in 2020 that Mike loved. Take a listen. Hopefully you discover something you overlooked, and you go out and support those bands whatever way you can. See you on the flip side. Do you want something? Weren't you the guy that had that psycho girlfriend? (laughs) Yeah, but uh, we don't really share the same interests anymore. That's too bad. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, you know, she's not into current affairs. I am. She's not a punker. I am. Really? Yeah, that's right. You know what punkers don't do? Call themselves punkers? Uh-huh. Who do you listen to? Clash, Iggy, the Ramones, Sex Pistols. All the obvious guys. Yeah, well, you know, I listen to more obscure stuff, too. In previous years, when I've done this episode, I, uh, I either did one track or two tracks 
maybe three if I was really pushing it. But because I picked 40 songs for 2020 instead of 30, I'm going to break it down in groups of four. So it simplifies it a little bit. I hope that doesn't annoy you too much, but we're here for the music, not to hear me talk anyways. So why don't I move on and get to the music? Up first on my list is a band from Germany called The Sewer Rats, and they put out an album called Magic Summer. Sewer Rats play 90s style melodic pop punk, and and their band have been digging a little bit more and more over the past few years. Magic Summer's got songs about skateboarding, staying young, going to the dentist, and crushes, which is exactly what you want in a pop punk album. The song I picked was a little bit more politically tinged in that it was a song about being a vegetarian, and the song is called Choice. The second band I want to talk about is a band from Malmo, Sweden, who I discovered via Bandcamp. The band is Malm, and the album is Pleasure Island. Uh, Pleasure Island is a power pop heavy hitter with hints of glam and bubblegum pop, and it wouldn't sound out of place on any sort of 70s compilation. There's hints of Sweet and T-Rex and bits of The Replacements, which are all bands I like. And if you're into those sort of things, I think you should check out Mom. Uh, A word of advice, when you're searching for Mom Pleasure Island online, you will come across a number of of products that have nothing to do with the band and more to do with someone's kinks. Um, And I'm not here to kink shame, but uh, yeah, you're going to have to maybe do one of those searches when uh, you're not at work. Anyway, I decided to go with the single tonight because it was on heavy rotation as soon as I came across it. And it kind of really reminds me of the band Sweet. So the band is Mom, the album is Pleasure Island, and the song is Tonight. If you've spent any time listening to the podcast, you'd know that I'm a big fan of Sam I Am and Knapsack and that kind of music. So when I heard there was a punk rock supergroup featuring members of Sam I Am, Racket Club, Knapsack, Stick to Your Guns, Boy Sets Fire, and Paint It Black, you kind of would assume that I would have been all over it. Uh, I instantly picked it up and rushed to listen to it. Unfortunately, it didn't grab my ear right away. I guess was one of those situations where you had super high expectations for something and they weren't met. So I put it aside, but every couple of weeks in our WhatsApp chat uh, for the podcast, Ways Away would come up. And I'd say the same thing. I'd say, yeah, it's good, but I'm just more into Sam I Am or Racket Club or something like that. A few weeks back, I really gave it another listen, and now I'm in love with the album. So sometimes you just can't go with your gut, and uh, I'm glad I went back to to, to give it a listen because I'm really digging this album right now. Um, the song I decided, decided to go with was called No Means No End, and uh, I think it's really indicative of how I expected this band to sound. That's, uh, that's off their self-titled, and the lesson is... Always give things a second chance. Up next is another band that I found about via a listener of the podcast. Um, The band is Attic Salt. The album is Get Wise. And the song I went with was Snow Day. Um, I'm a huge sucker for bands that have dual vocals. And Attic Salt is one of the bands that do it really well. Get Wise is a great indie pop punk album and it's filled with great hooks and vocal melodies the way the vocalists play off each other really works for me uh i decided to go snow day because it was the song that instantly got stuck in my head so if you haven't checked out attic salt make sure you do Uh, i think you'll enjoy it 
So there you have it. There's my first four picks. Thanks for sticking with me as I uh, work through this and get used to doing a show without Nate again. Uh, it's a lot different when you have no one to bounce uh, annoying chit-chat back and forth with. But uh, I hope you're not annoyed with me yet and you want to keep listening. Stick around and we'll keep counting down these uh, these picks. You got a choice every time you eat. It's a matter of life and death and need. Cause of need and your pain. You used to have a face, so look away to close your eyes. Cause for your personal face, somebody had to die. That ain't right, no way. We gotta start today. Compassion is the key. Thanks to propaganda. The man.
mixtape of 40 albums he liked in 2020. I hope you checked out some of those bands and you're ready for some more music. Throughout the year, there are certain releases that get mentioned and hyped long before they ever see the light of day. And that's how I felt about The Ends by the OBGMS. Um, I kept, it felt like I kept hearing about how great this album was going to be and that it was going to be one of the must-listens of the year. So when it finally was released, I was super excited to finally check out this Toronto band. And I'm so glad it didn't disappoint. After a couple listens, I was hooked. Um, I like how eclectic it is and how nothing on the album sounds the same. Uh, they take a lot from from all sorts of genres, um, but still come off as this aggressive punk rock band. There's some elements of pop in there, and I know that's going to get tossed around because they're from Toronto. Um, and you can really hear it on the track I picked, but make sure you check out the whole album because, like I said, it's it's got a whole bunch of different um, genres and styles, and it really works well together. The, the album's the end. The song is called All My Friends. I can't fully recall how I came across this next band, but I'm sure glad I did um, because it turned out to be one of the bigger surprise albums of the year for me based solely on the fact that I don't even know how I came across it. Uh, The band is Bad Moves and they hail from DC. They're a great mix of pop punk and indie rock and Well, musically, it might sound like a party punk album. Lyrically, the band touches on a number of social and political issues that would probably align them more with a band like Reviver than any sort of party punk band, which is kind of perfect for me because it hit all the right spots. Um, And I'm really surprised I haven't heard more about this album this year in in the circles that I I listen to. But uh, it's definitely an album you should check out. The song I went with is Party With The Kids Who Want To Party With You, which now saying that makes me think they are a party punk band. But uh, but yeah, make sure you check out the album. Lots of great tracks. I know I've spoke a little bit about this next album on the podcast a few times, and uh, it was on my best of 2020 so far list. Um, the band is The Bomb Pops. The album's Death in Venice Beach. This is kind of like the first album I really remember getting fucked by COVID back when we thought it might be a couple of months and then things would get better and we'll be able to start seeing shows again. And bands were canceling their tours and booking them for the end of summer. And you were thinking, okay, I might get to see live shows again. And uh, as you all know, this is where we are now. No live shows. Uh, they still seem a little bit of ways away. So I kind of feel that Death in Venice Beach got looked over because of what was going on in the world. And uh, it's kind of a shame because it's a great pop punk album. And it's easily the best work the band has done. You can see how much work went into it, uh, both in writing and production. Um, And to be honest, I kept thinking that I'd get sick of it. But I just just keep going back to it. Um, And the song I picked was House on Fire, because it's one that's been popping up on my shuffle a lot as of late, and uh, I just get pretty excited when I hear it. Last but not least in this little section is a band I have a love-hate relationship with. Um, I mean, I don't really know them or have a reason to hate them, other than they came up with an idea that I've been talking about doing for at least five years, if not more. The band is the Mandelbaums. 
the album is the timeless art of seduction uh the metal bombs are from bc and play pop punk and if you haven't guessed they are a seinfeld themed band so uh if you're an early adapter to the high fives podcast i spoke a lot about trying to start a seinfeld seinfeld themed pop punk band and uh I just never got it off the ground. So kudos to the Mando Bombs for doing it. Um, it's a great album. It's funny. It's gimmicky, which I'm a sucker for. But uh, yeah, it's if you're a fan of bands like the Isotopes or TBR, I think you would really dig this. Um, the album again is The Time of Star Seduction and the song is It's Go Time, which is, uh, if you know anything about Seinfeld, is what the the metal bombs say on the show. Uh, so this one's for Izzy Mandelbaum. So to recap, the last little group, the OBGMS, Off the Ends, and the track is All My Friends. Bad Moves, Party With The Kids Who Want to Party With You, Off Untainable. The Bomb Pops, House on Fire, Off Death in Venice Beach. And it's go time by the Mandel Bombs off the Timeless Artist Seduction. We'll see you after these next few tracks.
podcast i'm mike and this is my 2020 breakdown of 40 albums that i enjoyed thanks for listening even though it's just me and it's a lot of music but i hope you're enjoying some of these bands and you'll keep uh hanging out with me here up next is a band that uh is probably no stranger to most of you that listen to this podcast the band is the lawrence arms the album is skeleton coast it's one of the positive things of 2020 that we got a new lawrence arms album and it didn't disappoint i was actually kind of shocked when i looked up that it had been so long since the last one came out um but this one's got all the hallmarks of a great uh, lawrence arms album and some of the darkness in the lyrics seemed to sit really well with my mood this year i went with the track ghost rider because uh of the ooze those get stuck in my head and, and i really love the line I'm a ghost writer. I pretend I'm forever young. I guess it hit home because I'm always trying to pretend I'm young. Another band that I was really excited about this year was a band called The Speedways. Uh, they had put out a full length called Radio Sounds, and I'd been waiting for it for quite a while because uh, they kept releasing in singles or tidbits here or there that I got into. If you like power pop and English bands that have a big star vibe, then uh, Radio Sounds is the album for you. I've decided to play a track called Kisses Are History because it's it's a major bop. If I'm going to be honest, I was really late to the party on this next band, but a number of people kept recommending to me all year, and I felt like it deserved an extra listen. And I'm so glad that I went back and took a listen to this album because it's been a heavy hitter for me this year. The band is Giant Eagles. The album is Second Landing. 
the Giant Eagles feature members of the Apers, Lone Wolf, and Windowsill, which I'm guessing would give you an idea of what they might sound like. And I decided to go with the song Bloodlust Tonight uh, because I love the synths in it and it just sets the tone for the rest of the album. My final pick in this little section is a local band and it's the first album on the list that I'm that I know of that is a direct result of COVID quarantine. Uh, it features Sean of Napalm and Kaylee of Dark Time. Both are local acts and self-cut bands kind of takes the best of both of these bands and combines it into a great rock and roll album with big hooks and catchy tunes. And really, what more could you ask for? Uh, the cover art's pretty pretty cool. It kind of looks like a old Sunday morning cartoon comic thing. Uh, almost like a family circus, but not really. I don't know why I thought of family circus when I saw it, but I did. And the song that I went with was Ace because it's uh, really catchy and I love the guitar riff. So... That was the Lawrence Arms, the Speedways, Giant Eagles, and Self-Cut Bangs. And this is the Hi-Fi's Punk Rock Podcast. Thanks for listening. Check out these bands, and we'll see you in the next little group. Waves of victory Ooh. 
that was the Lawrence Arms, the Speedways, Giant Eagles, and Self-Cut Bangs, and this is Mike. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying some of this music. This is my me working through 40 albums that I really like this year, and I really appreciate you listening. I'm not sure if this was planned pre-COVID or if it was a result of COVID, but it seemed like the Raging Nathans put out an insane amount of great songs this year. Uh, they had a couple of splits, and then a full length that was put out on Rad Girlfriend Records, and then one other split. Um, I'm going to talk about the full length a little bit called Oppositional Defiance. The album opens with this killer instrumental track highlighting the problems of gun violence and mass shootings in America and the world today. Um, it's pretty neat. They use news stories and clips, and I just found it really powerful and something I didn't expect from the from the Raging Nathans. Um, obviously, I'm not going to use the instrumental track, but it's worth checking out. The video is really cool, and uh, yeah, fuck guns. Who needs guns? Anyway, I used the song One Day Closer to Death. It's great. The album's great. The band's the Raging Nathans. Check it out. The last few years has seen a major resurgence in 90s pop culture, uh, whether it's in movies, fashion, TV, or even music. It seems to be everywhere. And as a kid growing up in the 90s, it's kind of weird to see it come back. But it's also kind of cool. There's a lot of bands playing homage to some of the, the 90s sounds, good or bad. One of the bands that's doing a really good job of this is Super Crush. Super Crush has a lot of that 90s feel to them, both aesthetically and musically. Um, and their album Soda Pop wouldn't feel out of place on some sort of 90s uh, direct-to-VHS indie flick soundtrack. But one of the good things about them is that even though they sound like this this 90s power pop alternative band, they really come by it naturally. And it doesn't sound fake. It doesn't sound contrived. It's not like they're trying to capitalize on some trend or fad. It just sounds like that's the kind of music they want to play. And that's rad. So the song I picked is I Can't Stop Loving You. And it really takes me back to the 90s. So grab your Discman and uh, check it out. I've been a huge fan of the Illuminati hotties for a while now. And I was super stoked to find out we were finally getting some new music from producer turned performer Sarah. I was even more intrigued to read that this is going to be a mixed tape. And it was fulfilling a contract obligation after a messy divorce from their record label. To be honest, this made me like them even more. Because I really like that fuck this noise attitude. And yeah, I like the idea that she was just like, forget about it. If you want an album, I'll give you something. And then I'm out. The album clocks in in like 20 minutes. It's chaotic. It's a mix of punk, alternative garage, and sort of like electronic production. Somehow in all this mess, it works. Um, it's frantic and smooth in the same way a band like Bomb the Music Industry is. It probably isn't the album the Illuminati Hotties wanted to release as a follow-up but I really dug it. It's a real fast listen, and I suggest listening front to back. But the song I went with was Frequent Letdown because the lyrics, I'm always letting everyone down, really struck a chord with me. Because who doesn't feel like that all the time? Sticking with frantic and chaotic, I'm my next pick is Jeff Rosenstock's album, No Dream. Funny enough, this is probably the most put-together album that Rosenstock has put out and it's not a knock on him or any of the releases because I'm a big fan of most of his work. To me, No Dream seems a little less panicky, a little bit less chaotic. 
and a little bit more produced, but it doesn't lose any of the charm of his other releases. I'm also super impressed that every year it seems to, we seem to have some sort of Jeff Rosenstock project. I have no idea how this guy writes so much, performs so much. You are a fan of any of his work. I suggest No Dream. It's a no-brainer. Go pick it up. And the song I chose was The Beauty of Breathing. So to recap everything, we started out with The Raging Nathans, moved on to Super Crush, a little sidestep with the Illuminati hotties, and finished it up with Jeff Rosenstock. Something you are to be in so 
few tracks and we'll keep moving on this is the high fives punk rock podcast i'm mike and these are some songs and some albums that i liked in 2020 the next band i want to talk about was another band from sweden it's a band called i love your lifestyle and the album is called no driver uh, apparently i love your lifestyle has been around for a while and i just been missing out i hadn't heard of them until i read a review of no driver and i was shocked that I hadn't ever checked them out because it seems right up my alley. There's elements of the shins and vocally they remind me a lot of Martha, which is a great thing. I decided to go with a track called Inner Freakness because I think it sounds like it was written for the OC soundtrack. And if you know me, that's a win. When I first heard the band Thick, I figured they're going to be one of those bands that has a couple great singles. You put them on your iPod or your phone or a playlist and when they come on you try to remember who that band is and how you came across them Uh, it's not a knock on them but there's just some bands that you assume are going to be somewhat forgettable but still write great tracks if that makes sense funny enough as i listen to the album a little bit more i don't think thick is going to be that band because the whole album is really good it just kept growing on me it's a great punk album and it's easy to pigeonhole a band like this is riot girl or pop punk but there's a lot more to them and I know I've read some reviews where some people have kind of called their lyrics a little bit childish, but fuck that. It's good. It's cool to hear songs with uh, with people singing about what's important to them. And they have songs like Party With Me and Mansplain. Uh, but I did decide to go with a more polished track because it sort of fit the tone of 2020. And that track is called Bumming Me Out. And the album is five years behind. Check it out and give them a chance. Nate brought up this band... A couple episodes ago and i believe we've discussed them before the band is sarcasm nate kind of said that they seem like kind of the kind of people we would want to be friends with and i couldn't agree more as the more the more i read about them they seem like really good people and uh maybe it's who they're connected with uh at asian man records um and they seem very committed to a diy scene and that whole ethos and it's really drawn them to me um I had really enjoyed the album Beach Blanket Bummer, and I was super shocked that we got a new full length from them so quickly. Uh, Even more surprising was how much the band had grown in just such a short time. Um, Their style has grown, but it hadn't lost any of that charm. Um, The writing's better, the lyrics are better. They're still witty and charming and meaningful. Um, It's always nice when you see a band like that take the next step, and I think that's what sarcasm has done. The song I chose was I Hate It Here, Um, although I was really tempted to use Scorpio Texas Ranger for the obvious Simpsons reference and the use of Hank Scorpio's theme song, but uh, I went with I Hate It Here off Sarcasm Self-Titled. I always find it interesting when you read a review or a bunch of reviews and you find out that a bunch of people aren't really into the same album you are, Uh, and you can't figure out why. And that's sort of what happened when I started reading reviews about Bad Cop, Bad Cop's album, The Ride. It wasn't getting bad reviews by any means, but people were saying, oh, it wasn't as good as Warriors. They were expecting more, yada, yada, yada. Which again, I guess 
proves that I'm more of a fan than a critic. But this is my podcast, and I'm going to play a song off the ride because I really enjoy this album. I think it's a fantastic album. Uh, I think it's super catchy. I think it's a great listen front to back. And I really liked the single Simple Girl and the video for it. I thought it was so cool how they had all the cameos. I liked the message of the song. So this that's the song I'm going to choose to play for you guys. It's Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Simple Girl off the ride. Make sure you give this album a listen.
thousand lives. I've been rich, been broke, been doped out and lazy, even been somebody's wife. Yeah, I've hit the bottom and come back inciting an innovative world. You say I look real cute, so let's keep it civil. I'll never be a simple girl. Thanks for listening. Stick around for part two.